You are listening to the Men's Ministry Roundtable Podcast. This is a ministry of Christian Assembly Church in Los Angeles, California. I am your host, Marvin Enriquez, and this is how we get down. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Men's Ministry Roundtable Podcast. My name is Marvin Enriquez, your DJ with the most, and we have our friends and wonderful roundtable guest, George. My name is Hot Flash. I coach football for Nandez. Hey, woo. Where's the, where's the cheering? Oh. Come on. Yay! Yay! <laughs> also around the roundtable, we good. have, You're I'm good. back to being late, Robert Concepcion. Get the cheering on. No cheering for you. Goal, you goal, 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 goal. <laughs> Welcome, Robert. Uh, at least I showed up, brother. At least you <laughs> showed up. I do. That's like him saying, "I do the bare minimum." I'm. <laughs> <laughs> at least I showed up. Okay, at well, least I showed up. So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> listen, I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay, well, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna go with it. Then. I'm listening. I'm listening, Robbie. I can see you are. <laughs> Thanks for showing up, Robert. We always love it when you make it on time. You know, we give Robert a hard time on this show, and it's not because. No, not really. I don't feel it. Good. I'm glad you don't Go feel over it. here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not because we don't love you, it's because yes, you're consistently you no, late. No, that's not true. Were you not late today? Well, I, was I late yes, uh, last time? No, you were not. See? That was the first time ever in the history of the show. That's because you, you Ubered over here, and they that's brought right. you early. And that's because right. we had your boss as one of our special guests. Which is? Who is? Ralph Delgado. Oh, no. Yes. Prior to that. Prior to that, I think you were late. No, you aren't. Dude, come on. <laughs> Dude, come on. Do you think <laughs> you just make this up? Yes, you are. Do you think I just make it yes, the fact that are. George has hot flashes? <laughs> well, no. He's you know, menopausal, so he has hot flashes. It's a way of life. Well. It's a way of life. He's begging me to turn down the air conditioning. It's already No, turn at, it up. Turn, turn it up. up. It's yeah. all, you know, we're it already at 62 here. degrees, and he wants it lower than that. It is hot here. Well, it, you're on the hot seat right now, my friend. No, that's fine. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming. <laughs> I've been at in least, hotter seats. At least I showed up, Concepcion. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, you know, I'm in the same boat as George. What? <laughs> Sorry, there's a very vocal uh, cheer. I, I was in the same boat as George last what bo- night. What boat is that? Uh, the one that, uh, well, actually, George didn't show up last night, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> last night was our men's leadership huddle. And I'm going to tell you something, Robert. We started this men's leadership huddle three weeks ago. It's not like we've been doing it for years, right? We started it three weeks ago with a brand new group of guys. And, and I, it's going great. I'm so excited. It is going so great well. group of guys. And I stood up in front of them and I said, listen, guys, this group right here is not like other groups. We are committing to this group. So I said, if you've got Little League, you got to cancel it. If you got Boy Scouts, you got to cancel it. If you have an anniversary, cancel it. If you get if you get Birthdays. if you get COVID, cancel COVID. I mean, it's a cancel culture. It is. It is a cancel culture in our men's leadership huddle. And I set that expectation for them because I want them to commit to being a part of our Wednesday night group. Every single guy has shown up to all three sessions except for one man. But four. But four. One guy. Drum roll, please. Yeah. Oh, that's not the drum. That is not the drum roll. Otherwise known as Coach. <laughs> okay, so guess who did not show up to our third session last night? Hot Flash. Hot Flash Fernandez. Mm. George, 
tell them what was so important that you missed our I, men's I, leadership huddle. Because I'm mm. co- coaching uh, flag football, and he the games coaching. are unfortunately mm. Wednesday night and Saturday morning. And when I they asked me to coach in what was it in September before the huddle, I said, "Yeah, I'll coach." Unknowing what the schedule was going to be. And wait a minute. Wait a minute. We've been meeting on Wednesday nights for we, years. So now you're yes. telling me you did not know the schedule? No, they don't. They don't give you the schedule. We oh, were, for the huddle. Yeah, yeah, for the, yeah. For the football league. Yeah, I had no idea what the schedule is. But they know they're going to play on Wednesday nights. No, they didn't know because yes, there's did. there's three other leagues. And, reserve, and you know what they have? They reserve these fields years n- in advance. No, no, no. They have the fields, but they have soccer's like crazy over there. Well, soccer's so a great we're sport. playing Wednesday night. Soccer we play. Soccer is a great sport. So listen, it's Wednesday night we play on the soccer field. Well, you, as under you the should. Lights. They're good. It's a good field. And, and speaking of flag football, it's an Olympic sport in 2028. I saw that. But don't try to divert or change the subject. The so fact I'm, is I'm prepping these young men for the Olympics. future Olympic well, participation. Uh, soccer is also uh, Olympic sport. And baseball is coming back as an Olympic sport, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, look, really? Yes. Hey, wait a minute. He is committed to his uh, cause there for a flag Well, he's committed to it's football. A, it's a mini- not committed it's, to the leadership of the church. It's a, it's a he's ministry not committed of to young men. What are you trying to say, Marvin? Come on. I, I don't know. I, I'm mi- just reading say, between the it's lines. It's a ministry for 12 and under, so I'm impacting lives. Hopefully. <laughs> but it's not what you committed to, just to be clear. No, I'm committed to both. Well, not really. I, listen, I wish yeah, it wouldn't have been really. on Wednesday, but I have no... But really, you can't commit to both. And that's what we told the guys. So there's guys that missed. All right. So there's a guy last night. So you can, he was crying because he missed his son's championship. Little, get little, out of here. Little, yeah, he was crying. Get out of here. He missed his son's champ. But he said, you know what, Marvin? I'm so committed to being in this group. I want to be here. I want to be here. Even is that my why son, he cry? Yeah. Uh. Even though right now my son is playing the championship, he's going to the World Series of Champions. Of- is that what it's called? The World Series of Champions. That's a new little league. The thing. little league world. He, he's, Stop. That's you're. you're this is that, hyperbole, right? You, yeah. You're just, okay. A little, little bit. You're, little not, bit. you're not. We, we really have had guys cry, but not there. over that. Yeah. We have it. Yeah. Come on. All right. that to say is George missed our hundred last. I, I hope that's the last one you're going to miss, my friend. It, it is. It is. Today is October. How, how can you say that. 19th. Does have the, the season only, just started? There's only two more Wednesday games. Oh. But one's next week, and we're off. And then the next one is at six o'clock. Okay. Seven o'clock. So today is October 19th, 2023. Welcome, guys, to all of our faithful listeners. I want to tell you this, Robert, because you're always interested in who our faithful listeners are. We have 12,152 guys listening to the Men's Ministry Roundtable Podcast. And we're going to go over the names right now. All 12,000. All 12,000. <laughs> Am I the only one interested in finding that out? I think you always ask me. So, yes. Well, yeah, you know, it's, I don't need the names. Per se, but you know. But I'll give you a few names. Louis Lee, thank you so much for listening. Luis Soriano, thank you so much for listening. Vince Pagano, thank you so much for hey. listening. And you had a guest that came to meet you because she was listening. Thank you so much. I won't yeah. say her name, yeah. but we thank can, you we so can, much. We cannot reveal for listening. Fernando, not Fernanda. <laughs> <laughs> Fernando's not listening. Come oh, on, not Fernanda. Yeah. Uh, so to all of our listeners, thank yeah. you so much for listening. And I know, I know, I know. But this wait, is but do you know? wait, 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 wait. 12, I know. Th- wait, 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 wait. With 12,000 listens, how many actually emailed you for the barbecue? Four. <laughs> there you go. But to the four that a bar, I, I owe you. You will a, have the barbecue of your life. You will. I owe you an apology. A smoking truck? We were looking. We were looking for dates, and we these gentlemen agreed. We're married. <laughs> we're not, we were, no, we were, and there's football. <laughs> we weren't looking for it. We were looking for a date on the calendar for uh, to host this barbecue and we had agreed on a date and we were going to announce it to you and then something came up in my world 
So because of me, I'm going to have to postpone that barbecue. So speaking until... of lack of commitment. Yeah. Well, no, and because you know, I had and, not and committed being to late to the date. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I you had know? not committed yet. I had yes, given... you have, because I... you have uh, I have the text email or the text message that you sent both of us. Yeah, but do, I didn't, do you know I... if I didn't ask you this morning, are we still on for I didn't Sunday? Send... I would have been in trouble. Well, I didn't send yeah. it to the men. I didn't send it to these guys. So I just want to say you have, guys, another opportunity to join in. Uh, Lewis, you're in. Luis, you're in. Aaron Ryan, you're in. Vince Pagano, you're in. We need a let's few du- more. Let's double that. Let's double that. Let's, let's double get that. eight guys at the barbecue. <laughs> My house can host uh, several more guys at least. So barbecue. At least 30. At least 30. Yeah. So easy. email me at men at cachurch.com. I will send you the updated date, which will be in November. And then I'll give you the address. Unless something comes up in Marvin's world. Unless something comes up. Well, listen, you might be late. George might have a football game. So, hey, no, who knows? Be, it, yeah. it, who no, knows? But, you but might be barbecuing for be yourself. In the playoffs, so, yeah. Let's see, how, see how you get on the, get on my case and George's case, and you're like, well, something happened in my world. My, my see, beautiful like, you know, daughter's like, coming home from college yeah, for the it, weekend, so I had to change it. Yeah, well, God what, forbid my son's playing a football game. Oh, when you, it comes you to you others. <laughs> Yeah. That finger is I, awful sharp when it points to someone else, brother. Well, I know it sounds a little weird, but I'm telling you the truth. Something came up. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth, too. I didn't know the schedule. Uh, you did know the schedule. No, the I'm football, silly. All right. Well, guys, listen. What was the word you used this morning when you were talking to Gatlin? <laughs> dandy. Dandy. Yes, a new word. Not only cozy, That's not but dandy. a new word. No, you said you I... Never you never used I, that word. I've never heard the word dandy by an adult. I used that word. I used it today. I said, I'm doing All dandy. Right, dude, how many Guatemalans say dandy? Not many. Yeah. Okay. But Gatlin a, asked him, how you doing today? He goes, you know, I'm, I'm a, doing dandy. I'm a cultural Guatemalan. I, I am well-rounded and I have a well Actually, you're not well-rounded. You have lost quite a bit of weight, I may say. <laughs> Thank no, you. No, really. I just thought what I was You talking. are. I mean, how much weight have you lost? Wow, we're going there. Yep, serious. You um, told that, me. That's dandy. On That is dandy. On my Since you brought it up, guys, I want to let you guys know. You guys can do this. On my birthday, June 30th, this is October 19th. On it's my, 50th. That's on my birthday, I went in for my twice annual physical or every other year So physical. then it would be a twice annual. <laughs> it would be a semi-annual. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm dandy, okay? I'm dandy. My semi-annual <laughs> physical. One, I asked him, yeah, I asked him about the colonoscopy because you guys told me on this show to ask about that. And because you thought you had one at 18. So guess what? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did not have one at 18. He's had diarrhea since since 18. You know. (laughs) And what did your doctor say? Let me tell you the story. First of all, I did not have a colonoscopy at 18. I Uh, actually had the, the colonoscopy. Yes, that's correct. I had the other procedure. Yes. The fingers. The digital exam. No, the it's just fingers. one finger. The I, fingers. I, I, okay, see, I don't Boy. know what they do in the army when it's plural, but it should be one. <laughs> I had that exam at 18, and uh, I'm hoping, I'm ho- I'm hoping this, not you're to... You're not re- talking about your prison ministry, are you? <laughs> this is wow. going downhill fast. Wow. Can I tell you my story, please? Um, so I went... By the way, I do have a colonoscopy scheduled for November 17th. So in November... Oh. So, Awesome. Uh, so that day we'll have the barbecue. That will not be the barbecue date for <laughs> that sure. That day we'll have the barbecue, and I'll uh, explain all the procedure to you and, and then show you the results. Uh, I think they'll have a camera. Okay, stop it. <laughs> so on June 30th, I went in for my semi-annual physical, and uh, the doctor told me I had high cholesterol, mm. and um, 
So that's uh, cultural, yeah. though. Everyone has cholesterol. Well, especially for Hispanics, you are. Yeah. You're right. It is not the ideal diet. No. And uh, so I have high cholesterol. In addition to, I was 180 pounds, which is not obese, but it's no. not my ideal weight. I'm five foot eight, five foot nine, somewhere in there. Um, and so the doctor said, we need to put you on this medication. I said, oh, doc, I don't want to be on medication. Mm. I, I've heard bad things about this. And he said, well, I'll give you 90 days. If you can figure it out, how to get it under control in 90 days, we'll revisit it then. So I have until the end of October. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here we are, October 19th. Is this I, why we're uh, canceling the barbecue? Well, I'm not supposed to be eating red meat, in full honesty. Um, I haven't. Something I, came up. Is this cholesterol count or something? In the last, in, the? In the last 90 days, I've probably had... What's your, what's your weight? I probably had two or three burgers uh, on cheat days, you know. Uh, how much you, very what, little red meat. How much you weigh right steak. now? Uh, so right now, I, this morning, I weighed at 158. Woo! From Look where? From where? 180. That is awesome. So From 180? Tw- yeah. It's 22, about tw- pounds. 22 pounds. That's wow. a lot. I know. Look, you can see it in his face. Yeah. And your yeah. neck. Uh, so I'm hoping that translates to better cholesterol numbers. We shall see probably, at the end of the month. Probably will. I saw you eating oatmeal. Pouring, oat, pouring water on an oatmeal cup yeah, the other day. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what the heck is going on yeah, here? Enjoy yeah. the, I, I found a protein-packed oatmeal. You have to show it to me. Yeah. Hey, did you uh, have to uh, change, uh, buy a new wardrobe for uh, losing all that weight? No, no, no. I just lost stretchy pants. Because <laughs> <laughs> all his other pants were quite snug. Yeah. Yes. I was already wearing skinny jeans. So now they're just regular jeans. Skinny shorts. <laughs> now they're just regular fitting jeans. Uh, That's awesome. Anyway, guys, I just want to encourage you guys, if you've got some changes to make, you know, at first I thought, oh, I don't want to change my diet. Mm-hmm. I don't want to change my lifestyle. Sandra and I have been walking every day. Mm. Uh, we've been working out, and uh, and we've been doing better. Yeah, way to go, buddy. We've been doing better. Way well, this isn't preparation for your cruise, because once well, you hit the cruise... I, I, I'm not going to lie. You're you going to get back that, up to that, 180. That also was a motivation. <laughs> exactly. I know I'm going to eat along the cruise, so before I get there, I want to I yeah. be at 130 or something. <laughs> All the- right. Well, uh one more story, one more quick story to tell you guys. Yesterday, I had uh, my car serviced at the uh, Ford dealership here in lovely Glendale, California. And so um, they took my car in and, uh, <clears throat> you know, they keep it for several hours for an oil change. Um, but about uh, about two or three hours later, I get a call from the service advisor over at Star Ford in Glendale. And, uh, and she says, Mr. Enriquez, you have a problem. And she said, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, but you have rodents in your engine. And then she sent me pictures of, like, mm. poop, mouse droppings in my engine. Can you believe that, guys? Rat. I'm uh, rat poop. Well, I'm, you, li- uh, you live uh, you've next seen, to uh, You've seen my house, where... and you've actually seen the rats in my yeah, house. I yeah, I mean, you know, while, while we're having a little thing there, event, mm-hmm. this thing is just crossing the fence. Uh, and Robert just... was at my house. We, were having, a, we were having a... Back a, and forth. Back and oh, forth. Yeah. We were having a gathering for I mean, leaders at my ba- in my backyard, and there's rats. Oh, so embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's 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 the outdoors, and we yeah. live next to a freeway, and there's bushes and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so well, I park my car under a tree. There's a big oak tree there. Yeah, I park and, my car uh, under a tree. Your engine is hot. That's the coziest place where you They look for cozy places, those little rats. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say to you. So I'm question to you, for you guys, have you ever had to deal with critters in your properties? Oh, George has a whole family of I, raccoons. I, I got raccoons. You have raccoons? Possums. Oh, my goodness. How do you get Come rid of them? There. No, but, you know, George, your, your raccoons come out in daytime. They don't... They do don't, they really? They don't wait till night. Yeah, sometimes. But it's funny. It, it's sometimes, like, last year, the last few years, we've had skunks... This year, none, but as I walk to the park at the end of our block, I see skunks 
on the on the lawn of another house in the middle of the day. Mm. So they haven't come to our in house. In the but middle yeah, of the day. There. Yeah, oh, they will. You see that? They're so, not, they're so not eternal. when you well, when you get the raccoons, what do you do? No, I just avoid them. <laughs> <laughs> but they they don't like contact with humans. Okay. So if I go out there, they they take off. Mm. But they don't really. What we're having a problem now, which I hadn't had in years, is in our front lawn. We must have gophers. Gophers, and they're tearing up. It looks uh, like little explosions <laughs> in the middle of our lawn. That's yeah. your Just dog. That's not no, no, no. Because it's from under. No, no, she doesn't do all over the place. Yeah. Wow. So that's wow. that's a pain. Have you ever dealt with rats? I I, I have. How did you so, get rid of them, Robert? Well, you know, I had to uh, get rat poison. Good. How did you get? Tell me about this. Uh, okay, so you know what the lady at, at the Ford dealership told me? She said, she said, sir, you have to go and clean your engine, which I did. So I, that night I went home and I, I took brushes and, and soap and water and cleaned the engine out. And, and then she said you add peppermint spray, you know, like the little incense sprays. You know, put a few drops of that. Because that makes them sleepy. So. Well, I don't know. Either that, or it makes them feel like it's Christmas time, and so so now they're in my engine having eggnog and and celebrating Christmas. These little rat guys, they're you know, singing little hymns. Yeah, they're, they're praising the Lord, and uh, they have a nativity scene in my engine with the peppermint spray. What is peppermint spray going to do for rats? I, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's too strong for them. I hope so because I sprayed my whole engine and my whole car with peppermint. Well, so my high, my car smells like a candy yeah. now. <laughs> my car smells like candy canes. We we actually did you know a little. Wait, so they didn't want to work on your car because they had rodent. No, she worked yeah. on it. She she did the oil change. She did not. She just advised me that if I didn't take care of it, they could chew through the wires, which they hadn't yet. Thank God. Um, so yeah. you know, could be a potential problem. And it's you know, it's a newer car. I don't want yeah. stuff to go down <laughs> because rats chewed my something or tr- transmission. Oh, that, transmission? How I wouldn't. I would never want rats in my transmission. That's a that's a game changer right there. Anyway, guys, if you're dealing with critters, uh, please take care of your critters, and uh, and if you're dealing with cholesterol, please take care of that as well. I don't know. Maybe you, I, I saw this thing. At, you know what? I'm not even gonna say it. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna tell you about a nope. Uh, nope. About a temp, next about a temple next in India. <laughs> Well, oh well, you know. Speaking of that, yes. didn't you have uh, Indian food lately? Yeah, and, uh, how did you like our, our dear friends? Oh, oh, how, you, how did you like that? I'm telling you this: it's very rare that I try a, a food that I've never tried before because I, I really enjoy experimenting with food. So I I think I've had it all. Right? I've never had Indian you, food. Uh, really? Really? No, I've never have you had, had escargot. I've not had escargot. You will. I will not. <laughs> On this cruise, you will. I will not. Snails, I draw the line. Um, I'm fairly adventurous, but Indian food, you know, it's just one of those things that if you don't know, how would you walk in there and order if you don't know what to get, right? You go with Mr. Rangwala. And that's what I did. So, Mr. Rangwala, thank you so much for taking me to Indian food, and it was delicious. I really enjoyed it. Now, he did say, <laughs> that that guy's, what you that said when you first foodie. came in. Yeah, yeah, I sure did. And he did say, I'm giving you the introductory mm. Indian food. So he, he he guided me to the safest K- possible... Kept it on the low. Yeah, and we yeah. had like chicken wings and we had like curries and we had the the, the, the bread, the bread, the non-bread. Oh, yeah. man, it was like garlicky and buttery. It was mm. so good. Yeah, he's yeah, a foodie. Man. It was delicious. Mm. I really enjoyed Indian food. So, guys, if you never tried it. And so yesterday, I took a guy out to lunch and uh, we introduced him to Thai food for the first time. And that's one of my you favorites. You didn't go to... 
Oh, we did. And that's a good place. George, you love that yeah. Thai food place. Any place that you can eat lunch for six ninety nine is just not very good. That I'm down sorry. the street here? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Oh. They don't even give you utensils. You gotta bring your own. Well, you know what? Stop. Guess yes. no, we, no, went, no. we went one time. That's and not what yes, we, no, we went. But can we I went tell, there? Marv, did we not go you? and we had to bring our own utensils? We don't have utensils. No, we did not. But can I tell you something about Indian food? Get out of here. And this is the honest truth. This is not no, we yes. went. We ate there, the three of us. We did. He's just making it up. And it's it not. Come on. He's making it up. But you have you guys had Indian food? Yes. Okay. Ray you introduced eat, me to you that. You eat with your hands, right? Well, you know, I, not the whole thing. Yes. No, well, he gave me this bread, and he said, yeah, you, you dip it you with sc- your hands. You scoop. You scoop. You scoop with the but, bread. But, you know, not with the rice and Yes, and all. you're supposed to. He said in India, it's almost, it's, it's, culturally, almost, yeah. it's, yeah. it's almost disrespectful if you ask for silverware. And of course, here in America, you know, you, you, they'll give you a fork, but but mm. they did. You're supposed to eat with your hands. Mm. That's something. That makes it, it difficult for the soup. And it's like soup, and it's like <laughs> it's like it's like stew. Yeah, like how do you scoop that up with with the? But you, do. you dip, you dip, you dip. You yeah. keep on. All right. Well, <clears throat> moving right along, we do have a sports update to get to, and I and I have been grieving the last week or so. Uh, my beloved Dodgers took a big fat L. And um, I don't know. Well, I don't it's know what to say. It's becoming a pattern. It, it is right? now. I mean, it is now a pattern. It is now becoming. It is now a pattern. Well, why do you say that? I mean, last year did that happen to them? Yes, last the year, year before. Yeah. The year before. They had the best record or what, top, what, last, top two or three records. Last year they had the best record. This year they won hundred games. The year before they passed the first round, but they lost in the National League Championship Series. And the year before that they lost in the first round. So for Robert, last, winning hundred games in baseball for the last is, is four years they've had. Earlier than expected. Exit. So you're saying that they should have steamrolled the first round. Well, but, oh but, yes, the team they played this year, yeah, they they were in the same division. They beat them by 20 games. That's how yeah. great of a lead they had over Arizona. And yet during Arizona the regular season. During the regular season. What is the uh, what is the average score that they had against Arizona during the regular season? I don't know. The Doesn't score. matter. They played 20 still, times, and they they, they, they beat, won 20, out yeah. of 20 games. They beat them like 17 times. It wasn't even That's close. equivalent in the NBA, like a one seed losing to, you know. Absolutely. That's eight, exactly what it is because seed. it was a wild card team coming in and beating the one of the front-running teams, one of the teams well, that was projected they, to go to the World Series. Did the uh, Dodgers have any injuries? Yes, they did, but no excuse. There's Why? Just Why no are you excuse. saying that? Well, you know, if they're Because it's pitch- been like that for the last few years. Yeah. It's not like Yeah, uh, yes, there's some injuries, but every team suffers injuries at this point in the year. It's 162 games. But but I will say, Marv, in fairness, unrelated to the Dodgers, this year was has been really odd because the I think the th- the three teams with the best record, all three run 100 games. They're all out. They are right. And Baltimore, the, the Astros and the Astros are on the ropes. So potentially all four yes. of the uh, teams. And I think that that does. So the uh, the bottom teams. Three are teams up. that won 100 games were knocked out in the first round. And right? I think, and I hope Baltimore, Atlanta, who broke records yep. for the best offense, and the Dodgers. And, and Dodgers, then right yeah. now, right now, as we speak, Houston is down two to one to the Rangers. And I think what that says is the the schedule format for the playoffs is off. Too much of a break for the teams that won, and for hitters, a week off break is disastrous. It's like starting to learn to hit all over again. How do you say? Why do you say that? Because I, I, it's that all sounds of, like an excuse. It is an excuse, but it's a valid excuse, and you see it now play out over multiple well, years. At, Robert Atlanta, which I don't follow. Atlanta, I think they they had a historic historical season in terms of their offense, right? Like probably the best or one of the best in they fifty, did. whatever it is, and they they got knocked out. They got knocked out. The three, like easily, I think they got swept. The three best hitters in baseball in the National League were Acuna, 
Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Three best. Well, and how come that they it all didn't had, affect the, uh, the all, bottom team that beat them? Because they kept playing. They didn't take a break. So, so the penalty for them having a poor record is they had to go and play one more round while the Dodgers sat at home waiting for the winner Bro, of that round. Bro, there is such a thing as batting practice. It's not the same, Robert. It's simulated games. Simulated pitching is not the same as live pitching. When a guy's trying to get you out versus a guy just throwing softballs at you, it's not the same. But the reason behind that is for them to be preserved through injuries. Yes, right? that's, so the, that's the idea, but yeah, it's, it's not supposed to be uh, the reward. It's not working out that way. It's not working out that way. So. Are you saying that that's the case for all of the three teams that uh, yes. got well, knocked their, down? Their best this, hitters went cold. At least this year. Their best hitters went cold. And so, yeah, we had injuries too, but I mean, gosh. and Baltimore, Baltimore was a feel good story because they historically haven't been good because they're a young team, yeah. small market. They won 100 games this year. Oh, man. Dodgers, you're yeah. killing me. Yeah. You're killing me, small. So, what's what's yeah. the uh, what's the repercussion here? So, what the Dodgers are they going to lose their manager? What's the well, team? so they came out this week. I thought they were going to fire Dave Roberts. They came out this week and said, nope, Dave Roberts is coming back next year. See, but well, then you the other day said for sure. I did because I thought there's God, no way there's last no year. way he survives another early mm. exit and comes back and and they said they said so far that he's coming back. They know they could fire him still, but so far they've said this he's might be the back. last. This this I I would this think next so. Year, last if, chance because if something it's like doesn't five change years in a row or whatever. Well, if is. you're saying the reason is the schedule, what does the manager have to do with that? Nothing. Okay, then. but he's got to figure out a way to the to, to keep his team motivated and figure out a way to maybe make those simulated games more competitive. I don't know. Figure out a way to keep these guys sharp over a week, or or you know what, intentionally lose some games and be the wild card team. Yeah, this is this has <laughs> been crazy. like this for a while. Yeah, it's it not is a crazy. No, yeah. intentionally lose, but it's in every sport. It's in basketball, football, football, too. same thing. They the have team bye with week. the bye week. Always comes out flat the next. Well, not always, but oftentimes comes out flat. Well, basketball. Well, this is what best of seven games. Three, five. Best of five. Five. So you lose. They couldn't lose. even get one. No, they lost three in yeah. a row. They got swept. Get out of here! Yeah. Really? That's horrible. Oh, That's horrible. Man. Our our pitching was really depleted too. I will say that. How many games at home? Two, two games at least, right? They lost two at home and then they won. Oh yeah. no! Yeah. It's terrible. So George Fernandez, uh, what's happening in the world of finances? Don't invest in the Dodgers. No, um, you know, I, I, I thought about it this morning as I was kind of praying about our time, and I, I thought um, one of the things I want to you encourage— You pray for our time? I always do. Thank you. I always do. For every meeting I have, I'm, I'm always prayerful about it before. And this is a meeting on your schedule? Yes. All right. Yes. So, Guys, George is praying for you. <laughs> I, I do. All of our listeners. I do. Do you pray I for do. all 12,152 listeners? I, I, I By name. By name? By name. No, I pray for our time. I do. I invite the Holy Spirit into my, into my space. So he's with us now, right? And we we prayed as we always do this, this morning. As we always do. You still have sound convinced. What I, what I thought is I'd share about um, just the importance of budgeting. And I want to encourage, like last last time we, we had a podcast, I think I shared with you about the importance of having uh, like a, a fire drill, right, for your finances. Yes. Looking for a fire drill, like what, you know, is everything in order in case an emergency happens, all that. So hopefully um, you guys did that. And looked at that situation. The other thing I want to talk about today briefly is about when when you guys have a budget. So hopefully you guys do. You have a budget. And the the proper way to create one is you start with your revenue, not with your expenses. You start at with your revenue. How much money is coming into my household on a monthly basis? And it really shouldn't fluctuate month to month. It should be pretty steady. So that's your starting point. 
But the question that I get asked, and I've been asked now quite a bit over the last you know, almost, almost seven years, is I want to tithe and I want to save, but I can't afford it. Well, the most probably the most truthful part to that is not that you can't afford it, is that you're spending your money on things that you find to be more important than those things. Yes. Let's just kind of call yeah. it what it is. Yeah. Every so, yes is a no, right? Absolutely. So if you're starting with your the revenue that comes in, and if you say to yourself, which is an actual truth, so let, let's just use an example. $5,000 comes into my household per month. If you immediately think that, okay, and this is the goal, 10% of it doesn't belong to me, yeah. and 15% of it, again, these are goals, doesn't belong to me now because it's my retirement. So really... Of the 5,000, 75% of that is what I'm allowed to live on. And from that point, that's how I determine how I'm going to spend the rest of my, my income, mm -hmm. right? On rent, you know, on housing, on transportation. The ones that are kind of difficult to control because they're fixed are usually your housing, which is your rent or your mortgage. Mm -hmm. So that's harder to navigate. So I wouldn't say, okay, go, go sell your house now or, or move. So those are more difficult, and your transportation, because usually most people have a car payment and gas, those things. But all the other things mm -hmm. are generally variable expenses. You have control. You have control how much you spend on food, how much you spend on entertainment, how much you spend on clothing, all these other things. So when you're saying, I, I, I can't afford to tithe or to be generous, I can't afford to put away a certain percentage for retirement, I think the more accurate reality is I'm choosing not to. Right. It's not I can't. Right. It's that I won't. You know, personal story with me, you know, I think most of you, I don't know if you know or not, but I, I have a challenge with flying. And what I used to say is I, I, I can't get on an airplane. That, that's not really the, 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 the most truthful version. The most truthful version is I won't get on an airplane. So it's not that I can't. I physically can get on an airplane. Nothing's prohibiting me. It's just my my mind or my fear, so it's I really I won't. So I'm working towards that, and you know it's a whole story for another day. But when it comes to finances, it's not I can't afford to do these things. It's I won't. Every time I go to Starbucks and I buy a, you know a coffee or whatever, you're making as Marvin said, you're making a choice that this cup of coffee is more important than me being generous or me trusting God with my money or me putting that five six dollars two dollars whatever towards retirement. They're choices that we make every single day. So what I want to encourage you to do is to revisit your budget, your finances, to look at, see where your money is going, and then ask yourself and perfectly consider, is this the best use of what God has given me? Mm -hmm. Am I making wise decisions on a daily basis and using the resources that I have for kingdom things? Or am I using the resources for things that are just important to me, that just you know I just want to please myself? So, um, not to not to put anyone in a position of shame or or anything like that, but let's you know move towards the goal of kingdom purposes first, right? Am I am I spending my money on things that God would want me to? It doesn't mean I can't have fun, I can't enjoy. That's that's not it at all. That's not what this message is. It's about am I having a balance and stewarding what I've been blessed with in a way that would be pleasing to God and honoring to Him, and I'd be happy and honored to sit with you and help you with that if that's an area that you and guys are struggling step with. Step number one is to create a plan, otherwise known as a budget. A budget. So if you've never created a plan, if you've never created a budget, 
George would like like love be honored to help you um, just start having those conversations. What and that looks like looks yeah. like, and he's gonna go through all of your bank statements and uh, come up with a uh, comprehensive solution for you. I, I won't go through your bank statements, will not but I, I, will, I will. I will listen to you. you will and, listen to and, you. and hopefully guide you and, and guide you. Ways that's that what I say. More is there an echo here? <laughs> there is. <laughs> Contact. Listen, listen, guys. So email me. Email Contact me. George is, as jorgef at church.com. Somebody listened to this and contacted you and, and uh, had a productive meeting out yeah. of that. So yep. George, J-O-R-G-E-F at church.com. You, str- you struggled with that one. I did. At church.com. Quick question, George. Yes. No, there's no quick questions for George. <laughs> there are quick questions, not quick answers. <laughs> Correct. So keep your answer quick. Go. Uh, yes. You, well, you see what's happening around the world, right? Mm. Uh, so there's there's uncertainty and the volatility of uh, the war, right? Mm-hmm. How should one prepare for that? Should we just keep investing? Should we what? Uh, apart from the budget that you talked about, mm. I mean, you know, the people are always you'll, you, you turn on the news; you, you it's can, always there. Robert, what I would say is, we we can only control what we can control, right? I have I, I have no. I'm looking for a, uh, a prediction here. What, 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 what do we do here? What do we do here? Do we just keep on? I mean, you know, because the stocks are down because of what the war is doing. I'm, so, you know, it's a seek first the kingdom. That's so I'm, I'm, I'm being hopefully trying to be a good steward and saving for future, but being generous and obedient first. And my, you know, my hope rests, you know, in what Jesus is going to do, right? I'm not, I'm never, I never look at, the world or, or my future retirement as I'm, I'm financially independent. I'm always going to be God dependent. So I continue to do my part. And if, if God wants to multiply it, he will. And if he wants to teach me something and make it zero, he will. And so stay the course. Absolutely. Stay the course. Well, it depends what your course is, but for me, yeah, stay the course. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, George, for that uh, fascinating segment we like to call the financial report. Fascinating. Oh, yeah, we got hey, to have a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a little news. Yes. Yes, like the financial thing. report with yes. Jorge yes. Yes. What is that? That's like the little news ticker. <laughs> yeah, the news ticker, you know. Like uh, the rodents under your under your car, bro. That I think too. you're trying to do Morse code, <laughs> but yes, that rodent too. Morse code. <laughs> hey, Robert, tell us what's happening with the men of Christian Assembly. Don't grab the sheep. No, no, don't grab the sheep. Well, see, come on, bro. The men's a Christian. Sorry, I press cheer. It doesn't need. Don't grab wah, a sheet. Wah, wah. I pressed the wrong button. Sorry. There you go. What's happening with the men of Christian assembly? Well, it's not till next year, but January will be our consecration month. Wait, you skipped one. Well, men's gathering is January 10. <laughs> That's what I said. The That's month of January. Year? It's not till anything happening around the corner. Not till January. Well, it's two months away. That's sooner than you know. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what's happening in January? January 10 is our first. Men's gathering. Yes. So it's an invite night. All right. What does that mean? Well, chance for you to invite your friends, your neighbor, your uh, co-workers. It'd and be a great time to start the I, year. And what will happen if you invite your neighbor, friend, or co-worker? Ah, well, yeah. you know. Uh, we'll we will there. feed them. So are we having a smoking truck? Again? No, we are not having a smoking I truck. I can tell either. you what we're not going to have. We are not <laughs> having smoke trucks. Why not? Because. Did we not have a... Wasn't it a hit the last time? I thought the line was 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 we very did, very we much. We did take a hit at the smoke. <laughs> it was very, yeah, very it was much a hit for in the demand. first fifty, right? <laughs> it was in demand. We did have a hit, that's for sure. Yes. Uh, what do we have in, in in replacement of that? Uh, 
we have invite night. So well, tell us about We're inviting people in for process, what? Right? Not only are we inviting for a men's gathering, that's right. we're inviting them for a fellowship over what? For invite night. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you haven't figured out what we're going to have. We huh? are not having a smoke truck. We're not having food. Um, but we want you guys to invite your friends. And if you invite your friends, they're going to get a $5 Starbucks gift card. And you, my friend, <laughs> why are you laughing? He just said. Why are didn't you he laughing? just said, "Don't go do Starbucks." He he just said that in, in, the, in the financial report. But Starbucks is on but me. But that's starting a habit that you don't want to be. Hey, able, you're hey, not able hey. to keep. If up. you're giving up your in your budget, you're giving up Starbucks. You can get Starbucks for me, and that'll replace and you your can, budget. And you, you can and they can pass it along. And you can pass it along and yeah. be generous, and you can give yeah. one. So to instead your, of the smoking truck. We're having Starbucks. You can smoke somewhere else, and here's five bucks to do that. <laughs> I got to smoke somewhere else. <laughs> okay, so is? come on January 10th. We have invite night. Who's our speaker that night? Uh, I don't I don't know. Who do you have in my, in, lined up? I don't know. You, you don't know you either? Tell, I want you That's to tell not us. here. I think it's... Marvin Enriquez. We'll no. Well, I'll tell you really, what. Really, Mar Marvin, you haven't even... That's a good idea. You have not spoken to any of our men's gathering. Okay. And right, you're well and right capable of doing that. Right here on the Men's Ministry Roundtable podcast, I'm saying it for the first time. I will speak at our men's gatherings in 2024. One of them. Maybe That's the first one in January? Maybe. Maybe in April or maybe in it's September. It's a tease. We'll it's a tease. See. You'll have to come. To you got to come to all of them. You got to come to all three of them. And I will Just speak. like the bar. <laughs> and I will speak at one of them. So guys, come to our men's That's gathering great. January 10th. It is an invite night, so bring a friend. And uh, January is also a special month. It's the beginning of the year. And so, Robert, we had this idea of doing what with that January? Uh, give out men's devotionals and this... Uh, Practice spiritual disciplines such as fasting, meditation, and prayer. Yeah, so we want to call it the month of consecration. We want you all men to really focus on beginning your year in a way that's consecrated to the Lord. Maybe it's, hey, I want to be more generous. Maybe it's, I want to be in Scripture every day. I want to pray. I want to uh, fill in the blank. Whatever God is inviting you to, take the next couple of months to pray through that, and then lean into that in January. Fast, pray, uh, join a life group. Uh, you want, Marv, you want to ex explain for those who don't know what, what consecration, what that means? It's setting yourself apart. Mm -hmm. It's designating a time and space that will be used between you and God. It's something special. Something, something what? <laughs> special. It's something special? <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, that sounds know what dandy. There. <laughs> that sounds dandy. Right? I don't know what happened there. <laughs> well, the, You were speaking normal, and all of a sudden... <laughs> the Guatemalan and he comes... <laughs> it's setting aside, and then something special. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. The dandy just went out the roof, yeah, man. Come on, they're on the window. <laughs> the natural Libra comes out of me sometimes. Oh, the Guatemalan in me wants to come out. It is special, you guys. Es special. Oh, my Especial. God. Especial. Um, consecration. It's a time to be set apart for the Lord. So mm. uh, that's going to be in January. So we're really excited to kick off the year. And uh, a lot of other fun things happening, that which we'll tell you about at the men's gathering. So please, come mm. to the gathering on January 10th. Well, I wanted to focus our time today on some special things, and uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about evangelism. And when we hear the word evangelism, when we hear about sharing the gospel with someone else, oftentimes we shrink away as men. Oftentimes we think about standing in the corner and preaching. Oftentimes we think about talking to strangers, and yes, that is part of evangelism, that God is going to sometimes move you to talk to somebody you've never spoken to before, whether it's someone in line at the coffee shop or at the grocery store, and you just have this perfect opportunity right, to share with them. But more often than not, it looks like just 
being present in your circles of influence, the people that you already have conversations with, whether it's a little league team, whether it's coworkers, whether it's family members, and God will open doors if you're paying attention. Uh, George, a phrase that you always share with 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 men that you speak to, whether it's a huddle or here on our podcast, is you talk about praying for divine uh, encounters, divine moments, and you mm -hmm. pray for that in the morning, knowing that they're going to surface, right? Mm -hmm. There's going to be those moments. And so there's a passage in Scripture that I think uh, lends itself well to kind of go through that, and it's in uh, uh, Acts chapter 8, and uh, at the end of Acts chapter 8, verse 20, 26, um, it talks about this story about Philip, this man named Philip, and his encounter with an Ethiopian man. And uh, it talks about that, the, I'll just read you a little excerpts, I'm not going to read the whole thing, um, but just from those little excerpts, we're going to learn some things about what it looks like, what it looks like to evangelize. So it says, an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So the first thing is, is Philip was listening to the voice of the Lord, and the Lord said to him, go to this desert road. Now that's significant because prior to that, Philip was doing ministry in Samaria and in other parts and having great success. It talks about in the, in the verses prior to that, that thousands were coming to the Lord um, as a result of Philip's preaching and teaching in a place like Samaria. So you would think, mm hmm, why are you sending me to the desert where there's nobody there, where I'm here in a city, Samaria, and God is using me to do great things? But Philip was obedient. So the first thing I want you to hear about, you pray for these divine moments, you pray that the Lord reveals them to you, and He will if you're paying attention, but then guess what? We've got to step into that. So George, when when you pray for a divine encounter, um, how do you know that, oh, this is what I prayed for this morning? Is it, you know, you're standing in line at the grocery store and, and someone turns around and says, hey, what do you think about this? Or maybe you're coaching a football game and one of the other parents comes up to you. I, and, I, I That's a great question. I, I think as I've... As I've grown in my uh, spiritual maturity, um, it's it's very distinguishable to me now when I'm being moved really by the Spirit to approach or just have this conversation. If you would have asked me this, you know, let's say 10, 15 years ago, I probably wouldn't have felt comfortable doing it and I would have questioned it. Mm -hmm. But now my expectation is because of my prayer in the morning to asking for this, that and, and then I'm intentional about listening and looking for opportunities that that God will direct me to that person or persons, and I trust that that's from Him. Yeah. So it just, it just seems obvious, like what a secular person would call this is a coincidence. Mm. I choose that to be this is God moving me to. And, and the conversations, that. what do they sound like? Like what does that moment sound like to you? Is it? it it's just a stirring of the heart, mm. right? Like like it'll it would be a lot of times it happens. Uh, it'll be at church. Or the most recent one was our last men's gathering. I shared with you, you know, what happened with that yeah. individual I met. Tell us about that. I just there was this um, shout out. His name's Antonio, who I actually had uh, lunch with this week. The Antonio, if you're listening, lunch. shout out to you. Woo yeah, and I saw him after the um, he was walking to his car at the end of men's gathering, and I had prayed earlier that morning, and then actually even before our men's gathering that God just. Put someone in my in my sphere that you want me to connect with, and I was usually at men's gathering. I'm tired. And I want to go, you know, home. It's late, and I'm I'm crossing the street. And I see this individual, and I just said hi. How'd you enjoy it? And he he seemed a little down 
because he didn't know anyone. It was his first time there, mm-hmm. and he just kind of shared some stuff. Really, it was it was he. He didn't know me, and he just started sharing. He didn't know anyone there, and he came. He came, yeah. So he he must have heard an announcement or something. He was encouraged by his his girlfriend who attends CA. And he took took that step to be there. But he was discouraged because he didn't know anyone. No one really came and approached him, which which can happen. You can get kind of lost. He got there late and all that. So we're crossing the street. We're in this parking lot here, and he just felt compelled to just share what was on his heart. And I I just listened to him. And I asked him if it would be okay if I could pray for him. So I, I said, can I put my hand on your on your shoulder? He said, yeah. And I did, and I prayed with him, and and that was it. And I left, and then I got an email from his his girlfriend like two weeks later, who I didn't know who it was. I shared it with Marvin. She sent me an email. You don't know who I am, but you know, you reached out to my boyfriend. He was so moved by that, da da da, because he was a little discouraged, and that was impactful. And he wants to meet with you, and that. But that so that's what it looks like, Marvin. It was me, the 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 flesh part of me wanting to get in my car and drive home. Mm. This the spirit was leading me and said, No, this is what I'm asking you to do. You see the guy over there? And it just kinda I didn't hear it, but it just I felt led to just yeah. talk to him. And that was it. That's, that's great. What, and those moments like. can happen at church, those moments can happen anywhere. And so here's what the first thing I want you to think about and, and maybe as a practical, faithful next step to encourage you to do. Begin praying every morning a prayer that says, Lord, give me a divine moment. Give me a divine encounter mm-hmm. with someone that needs to be prayed for, someone that needs to hear some truth, someone that I can bless through word, through an action, through some some kind of way that moves them closer to a committed relationship with you. Um, again, you know, you were in church and ready to go home, and oftentimes we would just go right to our car thinking, oh, we just... Left a great men's event, everyone yeah. got blessed, and that was it. But here's a guy who needed a special touch, other than what the, the message that he heard or the barbecue that he ate or anything else, right? Mm-hmm. There's this good. So that's the first thing I want you guys to do. Uh, so following along with this story, again in Acts chapter 8, uh, Philip, here's this Ethiopian man. He's riding on a chariot, and he's reading Scripture. And, uh, and so Philip goes up to the chariot. In verse 30, it says, Philip ran up to the chariot, and he heard the, ma- the man reading from Isaiah the prophet. Mm. Do you understand what you're reading, Philip? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. And so the, the next thing I want you to hear is there's, there's just a relational building part of this. We're not just, the Bible encourages us to go out and to make disciples, right? Not just to go and make converts, not just to go and 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 you know randomly distribute things. I mean, those are all good tangible acts. Um, but really, making disciples requires an intentional relationship. So in your case, back to your case, George, um, you went and, and, and shared a little bit with that guy. Well, then there's a follow-up email from, from his girlfriend, and I know you followed up on that by reaching out to the guy again. And so there's now this piece of building a relationship based on that openness, based on that divine encounter. And so, guys, don't be afraid to exchange a number or to follow up with a coworker or invite them to coffee or have lunch with them and just start building a relationship with that person. You'll, you'll know it's God's moment. You'll d- know it's that divine moment, but then there's work attached to it. There's, mm. there's time that we have to invest in it. And part of me says that's the reason why a lot of us forego those divine moments because it know, I, you know and I know that it's going to require a time mm. commitment from you. It's going to require an effort moving forward. Ah, if I get involved, it's going to get messy. 
I'm going to have to show up. I'm going to have to go to their home or I'm going to have to have coffee with him or I'm going to have to go to the hospital and pray for his wife or I'm going to have to do X, Y, Z. It will require that. But Lord, look, guys, the Lord is inviting us into these moments, these sacred moments with guys. So be prepared for that. Think of what a privilege that is, right? That's an amazing privilege. God, the creator is saying, I'm asking you to do this with me. Yep. So that's an amazing privilege. Be patient, build a relationship with those guys. Um, the next thing is just to have a curious heart. So uh, Philip says, do you understand what you are reading? Notice that Philip didn't come in pretending he was the expert mm-hmm. and say, hey, let me explain this book to you. Let me tell you what Isaiah is talking about. He's actually talking about Jesus. Now, Philip knew that, and he was going to get to that at some point. But the first thing is he simply asked a question. He started with a curious heart. He says, do you understand what you are reading? And I think that's so important that we take a posture of humility, Mm. that we take a posture of listening first to say, hey, how can I serve you? I don't know how you opened the conversation with Antonio, but you approached him and said, hey, how's it going? Mm. Are you okay? Everything good? I'm like, I don't know. How do you initiate that? But my guess is it started with just some kind of introductory question. Yeah, it was literally, hey, I haven't seen you before. How did you enjoy the men's gathering? First exactly. Time here? Just yeah. a curious yeah. heart. Like, how? what was your experience like? Mm-hmm. And then he, he moved on from there. Um, and I think that's so good. So start with a curious heart. Learn how to ask good questions. And it really just is simply asking, you know, what's in front of you? Um, and then moving those conversations to an intentional spiritual conversation. But start with a curious heart. And after you have that curious heart, then be prepared to speak. And I love this series that we're currently going on as a church, uh, that with All Your Mind series, because it's preparing us to have these conversations, whether it's about how can we trust the Bible, whether it's about, mm-hmm. oh, doesn't science contradict uh, Christianity or or all of the different things that, that Tom and others have been teaching us, that is a preparedness for us as believers to be equipped to have these conversations because they're going to come up. Mm-hmm. They come up with my own kids, with my young adult kids. They're asking me questions like, well, can we really trust the Bible, Dad? Mm-hmm. Or wasn't it written by such and such? And I've heard this and that. And I'm like, well, actually, it isn't. And here's some truth. So mm-hmm. be prepared. So if you need some resources... Right now is a good time to lean into those resources. Listen to the series with all your mind. If you haven't already, listened to it. Um, keep engaging with it. There's also a recommended reading list mm-hmm. that uh, Tom has published as an accompaniment. Accompaniment? Special, special books. A special books. This special is a spe- books. These are special books. <laughs> Actually, that those books are on display they on are. our lobby. They are. So you can check them out on the lobby, right? Yeah. And I don't know, if, did you guys come to the Thursday night... Um, Class no, how was, how was it? I didn't come either. We, I heard that we had a really great turnout. Yeah, yeah, so today, I know this is already short notice, but today it, it is, sec- is second right. week. So if you didn't come last week, feel free to jump on in yeah. today. How many weeks are we going to still have that? Six, six? six to eight. So you have time. So okay, if, if yeah. you're listening to this, just come. Yeah. Because each week will be a different topic anyway. So, I mean, some of it will build off of each other. But some of it, you can just come in. And Mike has the opportunity for you to ask questions as well. So It was great, Marv, when... when, when when Mike was up there, when we introduced, you know, kind of shared, he's the one who's going to be leading this class. But they, you know, when Matt asked him, why is it that you believe? And his response, because it's true. And I just thought that was so simple yet mm. powerful, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to, no, because it's true. Here's all the evidence. Right. I just thought it was really great. Right. Right. It's, it's also a great opportunity to bring your friends. If you can't answer the questions, bring your friend over and uh, bring him along with the questions and put, put it on front. You know, ask Mike. 
Yeah. Right. So that yeah. that might be an opportunity be like Mike. for them because it's not a service. It's really more of a. Um, it, it's a teaching. Teaching yeah. and with Q and A. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. That that's a great opportunity yep. to uh, get your uh, questions answered. So curious heart, being prepared is important. And then uh, listen to what the uh, the Ethiopian says to Philip. He says, "Tell me, please, who is this prophet talking about? Is he talking about himself? Is he talking about someone else?" And here it comes. And then Philip began. Listen to it. He began with that very passage of Scripture. So he started with where the guy was at. He began with that passage of Scripture, and he told them the good news about Jesus. So he presented the gospel when given the opportunity, beginning with starting where, with where that guy was already at. He was asking questions about Isaiah, and he used that as a platform to move into a presentation on the gospel about who Jesus was, beginning with where he was at. So you're asking good questions. You're, you're, you, you have a preparedness about you. Begin with where that person is at and then move them towards, you know, the Bible has a lot to say about this. Let me move you towards a presentation of the gospel. And, uh, and he told them about Jesus. I, I had opportunity this week to kind of coach my, my 15-year-old son as to how, to how to share the gospel or how to present the gospel or really encapsulate the gospel because he is applying to go on a mission trip. He is um, applying to go on the Dominican Republic mission trip that's being offered through CA students. And one of the application questions is share the gospel. They want to know that he can articulate that. So I said, well, what do you think? And he started saying, In Spanish. Well, in Spanish. And he goes, well, it's, it's the, wow. uh, it's the wow. special time that Jesus had with the disciples. No. <laughs> no, really? In Spanish? Oh. No. Not in Spanish. What just because we speak Spanish, you think every No, no, kid? Dominican Republic. I mean, that's uh, Spanish. Well, country. yes, but not every kid that goes on the trip is going to speak Spanish. No, no, but then you're sharing the gospel. Yeah, right? well, I'm sure they'll have interpreters. And he knows some Spanish, but not enough to share the gospel. But I, first and foremost. I couldn't even do it in Spanish. No, of course you couldn't. You, you can't even, <laughs> you can't even talk to your parents. I <laughs> <laughs> <A> point. <laughs> so, so he. You okay with her? Yeah. So he shared the gospel. He shared the gospel with this Ethiopian. Um, Issues. And then, and then he brought him. You know, the Ethiopian then said, "You know, hey, there's some water there. Can I get baptized?" And so he he brought him to his need to to recognize his need for salvation, to recognize his need for baptism, to guide him into those next steps. And so, um, this is a simple story. It's found in in Acts chapter eight, beginning in verse twenty six. I'd encourage you to read it because it's a good blueprint. It's a good model for how and when we can be searching for those divine moments to share the gospel. Mm. And I'm going to close with the story. My brother-in-law, and I'm going to change his name. His name is Trustin. Yeah, a common uh, Guatemalan name. Yeah, <laughs> way, way to go. Way to change it. Yeah. I mean, that's really hiding his yeah. real name. It is. Antoine. <laughs> no, no, no. I won't say his real name, but I'm gonna. F- his fake name is Trustin. Okay? So it doesn't sound like anything else, right? That's dandy. <laughs> Actually, my brother-in-law listens to this podcast, so I want him to listen to it. So, Tristan, shout out to you if you're listening to this. A few years ago, he and I, along with our families, took a trip to Florida. And um, and I remember at the beginning of that trip, uh, I had heard Tom say, hey, if you know wherever you're at, just pray for those divine encounters. And we were getting ready to go on this trip, and so I prayed for a, a divine encounter. I said, Lord... Mm. You know, let me experience something. Maybe it's a conversation on the person with the on the plane with the person next to me. Maybe it's we were going to go to Disney World, so maybe uh, maybe it's something around the parks at Disney, or just you know, out and about, a waiter or waitress or something like that, right? And so I was thinking that that w- could be a possibility, but I just was op- I wanted to be open to a divine moment. Well, I had no idea that the divine moment would happen with Trustin, mm. uh, my brother-in-law, and so 
we we get to Florida and we rented a van because part of the trip we wanted to drive from Orlando down to Miami. It's like a four hour drive. It's a mm-hmm. long drive, and so we head off early. Every all the everyone's asleep, and so Trustin and I are in the front seat. <laughs> He's gonna laugh if he hears this. <laughs> We're in the front seat, and he starts asking me questions. He had a curious heart. He started asking me questions about, hey, you're, you know, you're a pastor and we're exploring faith and exploring Christianity. And we had a four-hour drive ahead of us. And so everyone's asleep and we're just chatting and talking. And it got to the point, almost mirroring the story, which just kind of gives me chills. Um, but he got to the point where he said, you know, I think, I think I'm ready. Mm. I think I'm ready to, to be baptized, to cross over and, and uh, take some next steps in my faith. And I said, that's amazing. I said, you know, when we, as soon as we get back to, to L.A., you know, let's, let's, he doesn't live in, in our area, so let's find you a church where you guys live and, and uh, you know, look to get baptized. And he goes, well, he goes, we're driving to the ocean today. Can, mm. can that happen today? Because he goes, I would really want you mm. to be the one. And I thought, well, yeah, we are. Yeah. And so there we go to Miami South Beach and... Uh, in the middle of all that, uh, I had, <laughs> in, <laughs> wait, did you share it with your family for them to witness the whole thing? Too? Absolutely. That's so great. those of How us special. that, yeah. so when everyone kind of, yeah, so, so we all gathered, we made a circle around him there uh, in the ocean, in the, in the beach in Miami and my wife's taking pictures and, and my sister, his wife is there as well. And, and so we got to baptize him in That's the ocean awesome. there in Miami. It was a really, really neat moment. And it's just one of those opportunities, those divine moments that, you pray for in advance, and you just have to be present and yeah. open to whatever God might have. So, guys, and, and what, ha- have an expectant heart that God God is going heart. to hear that prayer. Yeah, like you're asking me for this. Okay, yeah, yep. you ready? That's and great. And when it happens, they're, they're beautiful mm, encounters, yeah. beautiful moments. And obviously, he and I have continued to build on our relationship throughout the years, and he's actually now just a really good friend um, of mine. So, shout out again to trust him. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so guys, if you're listening to this, just want you to be open. Mm. Part of maybe part of your consecration come the New Year is Lord, I want to I want to have experiences like like George and Marvin shared, um, and they're around you. I promise you they are mm-hmm. because you're already connected to to other people through your little league circles or through your scouts or through just just schools life. and life and yeah. all this all the spaces that you're already moving in. So it's just a matter of being present and mindful for God's activity mm. in those moments. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Men's Ministry Roundtable Podcast. We love you to be with us. And uh, if you've not yet reached out for the barbecue, email us at men at chchurch.com. Robert will be hosting because apparently I've got rats in my house. So you don't <laughs> something might come up. Something might come up. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening. And until the next time, we sign off. Robert, take it away. <laughs> take what away? I don't know. I don't know. Peace out. Peace out. Peace oh, out. I like that. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>